Hello, everyone. This is Brian Cooper again with Good Dog Shop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, once again, I'm joined by my good buddy, Carlos Marino. How are you, Carlos? Hey, good, Brian. Thanks uh, for inviting me. Good to be with you guys. Um, so what are we talking about today, Brian? Well, today, I guess the topic is uh, knowing yourself or self-awareness, maybe, because I've worked the last six appointments, four of them, the, I guess it's been maybe the wife in the family, maybe not, have all been very unaware of themselves and their either behavior around the dogs or um, their own actions with their family which also creates the environment for their dog. So, yeah, maybe self-awareness is what we'll call this one. Very yeah, and, strange. And I don't recall reading that anywhere, right? I mean, I have books, you have books. It's not a topic that people usually like to tackle in the literary sense. No, and I would say, maybe this sounds conceited, but I would say because most people don't realize it. You know as well as I do that so many trainers out there are all about get the dog to do this, get the dog to do that, not how do you get the dog to do that or why isn't the dog doing that? You know, because the environment that we're creating by what we're being, you know, the energy that we're putting out there, anxiousness or, or calmness or whatever, um, is setting up the dog for failure or success. So, yes, I think this is this is a lesser known topic out there. So you've had a lot of these appointments that, that all have the same thematic issue. Yeah, it's been been very strange. Just all in the past couple of weeks in May, it's been like this. So you've almost had to be like uh, like a counselor of sorts. Yeah, and in one at one point, I almost actually said to the client, you know, do you do you want me to uh, to just put on my marriage counselor hat because you two are actually arguing in front of me, and I don't I don't know if they they even realized it that they had gone that far. But uh, yeah, I you <laughs> ended up being being some kind of therapist or counselor with uh, with a number of these people. So, uh, and do you get do you get that sense when you talk to him on the phone? I know you do like a pre-interview thing usually. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I I get a pretty good sense of whether someone's going to need me to put on my counselor hat or whether we're going to be working, you know, regular dog and and human stuff together. So, yeah, I definitely knew what I was walking into. And in, uh, in that, that do one, do you think? Do you think I just have a kind of a humorous thing to point out there? It's half serious and and half joke. But you tell me if you think this is valid, but. <laughs> do you think people call you because it's a cheaper way of getting marriage counseling <laughs> or relationships? <laughs> like they're like, well, we're gonna. This guy's less than going to a real counselor. <laughs> I, I don't have to use my insurance, and we yeah. probably get the same result. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think so, but I guess sure that's that's possible. Or someone you know may have been referred by uh, by uh, someone they know and said, you know what, he really kind of helped me in my. Me and yeah. my boyfriend uh, work a few things. Yeah, so anything's possible. And he'll come. And he'll come to you. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. What what counselor does that? So yeah. Um, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. And I don't mind doing it as long as it's not the entire appointment, which it kind of yeah. was for one. Um, but uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. That's a that's a good question. Wow. But anyway, so you get to these these appointments. Do you feel like Do you feel like there's a method? to your madness? In other words, do you feel like you've developed a technique to try and get to the bottom of it so that you're not wasting their time, they're not wasting your time? By now, I, f I feel like you'd have to develop some kind of tactic. Yeah, for the most part, I, I get that. Sometimes I have to feel them out and I have to, you know, uh, ask certain questions or ask a question like three, four, five times to make sure I'm getting the same answer. Um, but a lot of times it's just 
letting them go, you know, is, is, yeah. is, is lady or, or dude, you have something to say, you need to get something off your chest. You go ahead and do that and then just listen and absorb that and then figure out um, how to, how to best proceed from there. And some people are, are pretty open and they're pretty honest and, and not easily excitable or volatile. So, you know, I'll be straight with them and say, well, I kind of, I kind of sense that there may be some, some tension here between, between you two. And I'm not asking for what that is, but if there is tension, let me know. So I know how to yeah. work from there. Um, how to and, proceed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and other times I'm like, yeah, these, these people, they cannot hear what I'm, what I want to say to them or what they need to hear from me regarding themselves or their dog. And so sometimes I just kind of, kind of go into autopilot, let them do their own thing. And then, and then just say, okay, well, let's, let's bring this back around to the, to the dog now and how we can help the dog here. But generally, yeah, I have a good sense of what, what I'm walking into and, and, and there's, it's, it does kind of become formulaic as to, as to how to approach these people. Yeah. So, uh, we talked about self-awareness. That's a big word. And, I have my idea of what it means, and I assume people do in general. But when it comes to dogs, why is that so important? Um, and how, how do we start breaking that down, like first step, right? Like when you walk into the appointment, obviously you ask questions, but how do you make someone self-aware that's not aware? <laughs> you know. Well, I think it's as simple as just pointing it out to them. And most of the time you want to be pretty soft about it, but sometimes you can be, can be more direct. But just telling someone you know, uh, did you, did you see what you, what you just did there? Or, you know, maybe asking someone else in the family, say, what, did anyone spot something, a change here? Um, but I think most people are not aware enough of what they did or how they sounded or what they said, or that when a dog came up to them, um, you know, to jump on them, that they actually moved back. And that's one of the most common things to point out to people is, you know, hey, you just step back when your dog was about to jump on you. Therefore, you ceded your space to him. You gave him your space. So he now thinks that he can take advantage of, of you and that he's in charge of you in this situation. And so that's a real easy one to to uh, to kind of start off with uh, as a as a baby step. But then other times, you know, you point out and say, did you did you hear your voice there? Your voice really got yeah. pretty intense there and you sounded like you were getting frustrated or angry. And, you know, so sometimes you can, you need to ease into it a bit. Other times you just, you just go ahead and point these things out. Um, and, and, you know, doing it without judgment makes a, makes a huge difference so that people can hear it without feeling like I'm, I'm sitting back and, you know, writing, writing these things down and judging them with a frown on my face and disapproving and all that you know nonsense that maybe a parent would do with her kid or something. So is it fair to say that, you want to make them conscious of their subconscious. You yeah, know? that's kind of a neat way to put it. Sure. It's what it sounds like to me. So I've always thought self-awareness is admitting faults, right? But sometimes you may not even be aware, like you just pointed out, and that may be the start, which is, I think, a, a great thing if people realize, oh, there's something I don't realize I'm doing. But if they don't realize they're doing it, they're going to need a third party or somebody else to point it out, right? So. Yeah, they might. You know, you and I have talked about this subject for for so many years. Um, it, it's one of those things where if you if you're introspective, I think, and and if you you know or stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself and watch yourself, or 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 really listen to yourself, or just kind of just kind of take a take a step back and and examine yourself, your actions, your you know your thoughts, your 
um, what you've said to people after a, a difficult discussion or, or something like that. Um, a lot of this thing, this kind of introspection and self-awareness, you can be be aware of yourself or become aware of yourself on your own. But oftentimes it does take someone other than you, you know, pointing these things out or, or talking you through it or at the very least asking questions that get you yeah. to, to think a little bit more about it. Almost sounds like a muscle that you, that's weak that yeah, you sure. haven't trained or something like yeah, that. That's yeah, a, that's wow, a great that's, way to think about it. Man, that's a pain to try to <laughs> when you're old, especially when you're older, and you're like, oh, oh I haven't trained this part of my my brain. So yeah. oh, well, here, here we go again. But uh, so, well, give us an example of the the most recent uh, um, situation where you believe that someone's lack of self awareness really hurt their environment, and then of course we're talking about dogs, so the relationship with their dog or dogs. Well, boy, there's a couple of ones that really stand out to me. And I, I, I guess one of the more poignant ones was a, um, was a couple who had a, uh, you know, some kind of, some kind of mixed dog and, and she was, she was fearful and, and anxious and she would bark and lunge at new people when, when she came to the, uh, to the house and I'm not going to give any, any names, um, uh, you know, just to, just to keep every, everyone's confidentiality here, um, and so, you know, when I stepped into the uh, to the home, the dog did lunge at me, not too bad. And, and the wife called the dog off, and and you know, the dog was still pretty fearful. Didn't come all that close to me. I just I wasn't sensing any any aggression in the dog, but just nervousness and anxiety, but a ton of energy. Um, and so the the wife she she had good posture. She was definitely in charge. Um, but the dog would only respond to her in that moment and then, you know, switch back to, okay, I'm nervous about this new person in the, in the house. And the wife kept sending the dog to, to her, her bed, which I'll get to in a minute. The husband, I uh, didn't get to meet any of the kids. They had three or four kids. The husband was a real nice guy, but very, very soft. And he admitted that right off the bat. I said, I'm really sensing some soft energy. He said, oh yeah, I'm not, not one of these Superman yeah. super, super <laughs> Yeah. He greeted you and said, I have my name is so-and-so, I'm soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, the way he stood and even his handshake was wasn't real real firm and the way he talked and but mainly his posture and his energy around the dog, plus the fact that he didn't really step in to try to correct the dog from, you know, any behavior that he didn't like. Because again, he admitted, I really don't know what I'm doing. I haven't had a dog since I was a kid, I think. Yeah. So he told me, and he said, you know, we really aren't dog people. And I thought, okay, that's terrific. I appreciate getting this information. Um, so soft, soft person, number one, the, the husband and, and dominant, but I was sensing some frustration or something different about this, uh, about the wife. So, yeah. so two different energies. The one child in the house was had some kind of um mental disorder maybe it was uh depression or something yeah another child in the house and i think these were teenagers or, or something and again i don't want to give too many details for confidentiality another child in the house um uh, was had some anger issues and i was told uh that the child was on medication or something like that so it must have been fairly severe um and they, there may have been an, another another person in the house with some kind of bi bipolar issue, and wow. so so yeah, it was really weird. And and only a fraction of this came out in the phone call. You know, I, I uh. asked about how many people live in the home and and kids in the home and all this stuff, and she didn't give me a whole lot of information. And one other thing that I remember from the phone call that really manifested itself in this appointment was. 
I would have to ask the lady the same question three or four times that the wife in order to get to the truth. So when I first, um, yeah, I can't remember the issue on the phone, but when I got to working with her, um, after a few minutes, I said, I said, so how much exercise are we getting the dog? She said, she said, ton, we're doing two miles a day. I was like, wow, that's, that's really good. That's, um, that's unusual for, for most of my clients. Um, uh, you know, I'm glad, glad you're doing that. And, and then she said, well, it's only been since we talked a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, <laughs> so you haven't been doing this for months. It's only been since we talked. Okay, th- fine. But that's still good. And she, and she said, well, we were, we were on vacation over yeah. the weekend. And, yeah. and I said, okay, you know, if, if we talked three weeks ago, she took two days off. That's fine. The dog was boarded, didn't get walked much. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's not, that's not as good, but that's still good. And then she said, well, it was a long weekend. It was five days. Yeah. And so every time she gave me more information about this, it just kept getting worse and worse and less and less. So I'm like, okay, we're really, we're dealing with a dog, an anxious dog who's concerned about new people, who's not getting exercised and is pulled in five different directions or six different directions by the different people in the house. And to me, it's it's just a, a pretty easy roadmap. Okay, you know, let's take a look at this and really examine this. And what I figured out when I was writing my report, which are my notes to myself, as you know, after after I yeah. do the uh, do the the training session with the client, um, I believe, and this is me putting on my my fake psychology hat. I believe that this lady wants to maintain control over everything, so that she brings. Uh, an unstable dog to her home so that she can be in charge of it. And this dog then was guarding her from me, from the husband, from one of the sons, um, and from any new person that came in. And the dog was around her all the time. And she said, well, I don't, you know, I really don't like the dog all that much. I'm constantly shooing her away, but she would only do it for a moment. And right. then the dog would come right back. So I think, I think, you know, for me, the underarching issue is this lady wanted control. She wanted to be the center of attention, but she wasn't aware of it. And she certainly wasn't aware that there were five or six different energies pulling this anxious, unexercised dog five or six different directions. So it was really, you know, a, a sad situation for, I felt, for the, for the dog to be in. Yeah, and and there's a lot of stuff information that you just uh, a lot yes recounted and uh, recounted or recanted recounted recanted is to is to take back what you said previously. Oh, that's wrong. Then recounted. Yeah. So yeah, obviously self awareness was a big part of it. I can see what you mean, but like for me, man, it, it's almost dishonest, right? I mean, you're saying to get the truth out. Why do people feel like they have to be fake, right? Um, if you're, if they're calling you, they obviously have to admit some kind of issue. So they're already to the point where they need an expert professional. Why why do you think it takes that long to chip away to get to the bottom of something? Well, it could Um, be a couple of things. I I think first and foremost, no one wants to come across as being incompetent or not dog savvy or stupid or lazy or, or unaware um, which, which is fine. You know, we, we all have, um, have that, that insecurity in us to, to one degree or another, but the fact that she, you know, gave me four different answers to the same question yeah, within, yeah, yeah. within a minute, I thought was really weird that, that she was kind of breaking down her herself in front of me, but still had no idea about it. And, and I'm not sure if, if she totally got it 
by the time I left. The husband did. He was definitely he definitely saw what I was pointing out uh, to him, and he was willing to willing and I think ready to make those changes. Now, you know, trying to get a soft person to become a drill sergeant or tougher with their with their dog that that, that can be a a challenge in and of itself, but he, he was definitely very aware by the time I left. And I'm, I'm not convinced that she was. Well, I was going to ask you, do you think you, you, re, you reached through to her at the end? And how long was the session? An hour and 45 minutes. So, so after an hour and 45 minutes and you're doing what you do uh, best and breaking things down and bringing some awareness, you got through the, through the husband, you believe, but the, the woman was just kind of like still in the same original state. Yes. And, and for me, again, putting on my psychology hat, that goes with that goes back to she doesn't want to lose control. Uh, Therefore, I don't believe she's going to change a whole lot, because if she changes, then the dog won't be around her all the time and won't be her guardian. Because that was that was my point is, you know, when you send the dog away from you, make it durable, you know, not just she sends the dog away and the dog comes back instantly because you, you know, you switched out of being dominant and claiming your space too quickly. So the dog just came right back. Um, so I said, you know, don't, don't interact with the dog for a while. Um, don't, uh, don't let the dog be outside your bedroom door when you're, cause the husband would get up and, and yeah. get ready. And then the dog would guard her outside her bedroom door or their bedroom door. I said, don't let the dog do that. Just you know, claim your space the entire upstairs so the dog can only be downstairs and doesn't get to claim you close to you. And then I was telling the husband, while she's doing that, you need to work to make the dog more interested in you, make yourself more, you know, more fun or more exciting or have food on you or whatever it may be. The dog needs to be, you know, pushed away from you. Well, yeah, that too. And, And I know he's willing to do that. But I, in a sense, the dog needs to be pushed away from her and pulled towards him. So the dog is like orbiting her and it's a very yeah. tight orbit and she's, you know, not pushing the dog away. And then the dog needs to be pushed away so that the dog can then kind of enter the husband's orbit and then me be more around him or the kids or, or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't think she got it. I think she understood that, you know, the, the, the changes that she needs to make and can make, but I, I don't know subconsciously i don't think she wants to i think she wants to kind of keep it like that yeah and that's the tough part uh convincing convincing someone and persuading someone and showing them hey there's a better way of being uh trust me i've gone through this and uh especially there's a lot of moving parts right people stick to their identity she's that mother role the authority figure and doesn't want to be wrong wants to be in control What's the incentive for her, right? By the way, speaking of incentive, why did she call? What was the original call about? Was the dog becoming aggressive? Yeah, the dog had actually um, nipped the husband. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, because because of her, didn't didn't do. I don't think broke the skin or or maybe just you know a tiny bit of blood. And 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 that was what was so interesting. He was so cool about that. He said, "Well, I'm not afraid of the dog. Yeah, she got me once or twice, but I'm not afraid of it." And that was really great to work with. You know, so totally clean slate and and willing, but he works a lot. He's an attorney, so he's not uh, there very often. Um, whereas the whereas the mom, I think she um, she works from home or is either at home a lot. And so that's, that's what the dog has to absorb all the time instead of, you know, the kid, two of the kids are part-time and two or one of the kids is, is, uh, is, you know, in high school or, or junior high, something like that. So it's mainly the mom's energy that the dog is picking up on. 
Yeah, and, and I often wonder too, I know we're talking about self-awareness, but man, if you could just even get the dog out a little bit, I know people say, well, what's a little bit? Well, a little bit is actually walking the dog five minutes versus never walking the dog. Oh, sure. That's, that's a little bit. And then you start building from that. I wonder if that would even go a long way in uh, getting the dog to, 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 to uh, what am I trying to say, to um, grasp onto a different identity, right? Because if the dog sure. doesn't go out, doesn't have anything else to do, doesn't have a purpose, he's going to make, he or she is going to make the purpose protecting this one person that's in the house and, and is right. uh, attached to uh, the primary authority figure there. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's gotten to a point where someone's actually gotten bitten in the household, which is very, very unfortunate, right? Usually dogs know better than to attack their own members. But in this right. case, it's gotten to the point where he's probably not getting exercise, a lot of uh, instability in the household. Like you said, the gentleman's not around a lot, and, and she's unaware of what she's causing. But, man, I just wonder if people just do the basic stuff, even if they don't want to buy into it wholeheartedly. Just do the basic stuff, meaning walk. Just walk a little bit, get your dogs uh, identity to expand and break from that. I need to guard you. I need to guard you. Right. I need to protect you. You know, I wonder if that would help a lot, man. It's too bad to see and, you. and you know, I've been preaching that for, for at least a couple of years now. I say yeah. to the clients, if you get nothing else out of this, just know that leash walking yeah. your dog is the best thing that you can do, you know, outside of feeding your dog, obviously. So I, you know, I hope they pick up on that. She said they had been walking the dog. So, you know, maybe that's true, but because, the the dog bit the the female dog and that's something else we'll talk about the female dog bit the husband that's why i asked first and foremost is there tension in the household between you two and they i you know they they kind of looked at each other and said said no you know you know we <laughs> kind of argue like uh, like i think most couples do but the way they answered me seemed very honest and very genuine so i didn't i didn't question them further on that but that's why i asked that question is you know, she, <clears throat> excuse me, she may be inadvertently frustrated with her or, or maybe frustrated with her husband. And so she's inadvertently putting out this bad energy towards her husband, dog who hangs around her all the time, picks yeah. up on that is like, okay, we need to protect from that because, you know, she doesn't like that over there. Um, but well, I don't, I can't imagine the guy, I can't imagine the guy doesn't have any resentment. You know, I, I if, he, he, honestly, he didn't seem to, he, he seemed like a, you know, just a, a good guy and willing to, uh, um, willing to, to do whatever it took to, um, you know, to help the dog situation this, in this family, they, they you know, they seem like a, a very, uh, a very family oriented, you know, very loving, loving couple, um, you know, towards each other and, and towards their kids as well, but just, just unaware. It's very, very interesting. Well, and what was the breed of the dog? I forgot if you told us already. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember that dog uh, that I fostered a long time ago, Angel? She kind of looked like a small, black, skinny shepherd. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, so she's so kind of pointy features, and that yeah, yeah. often leads to a pointy temperament. Yeah, she she kind of looked like that. But I've worked with three of those this no four of those this month. So <laughs> yeah, go figure. And three of them have had pretty sharp temperaments, and one was down at the SPCA. Uh, a, a puppy that I was like, oh, this is a really cool temperament in this in this dog. Um, so yeah, so, some some kind of you know might have had some pit in it because it was kind of broad across the head and the way it carried its ears. Um, yeah, but but that self awareness, man, that's a tough thing to sell to people. Yeah, huh? because it, it it's can, like it can be. It's like because where do you start, right? I mean, you can say let's live in the present and let's start here and be aware that your dog's not getting enough exercise, your dog is guarding you. But for people that are listening, I would say have awareness way before that maybe you shouldn't get a german shepherd right maybe you shouldn't get uh 
whatever the energy level of that dog might be, too high energy if you already have three or four kids right. in the household. You know what I mean? So awareness, self-awareness can go a long way and can go as back as far back as you you can uh, uh, conceptualize it, really. Sure. So anyway, I'm just trying to think no, of no, how no. to wrap this up in a little bow because there's a lot to, to, uh, to retain here. No, I, I appreciate that. And this is one of the things that I think we mentioned in one of our first podcasts is is to is to you know, choosing your dog is to recognize okay i haven't had a dog in 12 years maybe yeah. i shouldn't start with a puppy or i work a lot of hours maybe i shouldn't get a high energy dog that needs to be walked 4 miles a day or needs to be run 4 miles a day or something so simple self awareness just about you know pragmatics and and then maybe work into okay why do I like this type of dog? Well, she came up to me or she reminds me of, of, you know, Sparky yeah, exactly. had as a kid or whatever, but yeah, being self-aware and, and how you pick the dog and why you're choosing the dog in the, in the first place. And I think it did come out where, where this couple had said they got the dog for their, one of their kids. Oh and, yeah. That's always so a bad sign. Yeah. That that's, that's usually not good. So we got the dog for mom. We got the dog for a person. No, the person, you know, like, the family, they should yeah, like, like it was dog. an object or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Here's, you know, here's a, uh, a new, uh, a new salad bowl for you. you know, yeah, enjoy yeah. It. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of different levels of, of self-awareness and, you know, hopefully if people are, are if people are calling me, I'm assuming that they're willing to spend, you know, that kind of money for help and they're willing to listen and be told, you know, maybe some things that aren't easy for them to hear or they've tried everything and they've, you know, they've had it, they're at rock bottom, but maybe is, so maybe that gives, gives us an edge when we're working with people is they're willing to, okay, I'm done. I've had it. You know, tell me what I need to do, whatever it is and I'll, and I'll do it. So. Well, and, 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 and so what's interesting is if you're going to point out something that someone may not be aware of and and help them become self-aware that means you got to be pretty self-aware too right i mean and that maybe that's a trait that you should look for i know it's a little bit different topic we've talked about a little bit too but when we're picking a dog trainer you want someone who seems like they're there they're all there they're aware they're 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 present they're not uh an egomaniac they're not trying to hide things and disguise disguise things and yeah, or, and, or they don't, or they don't seem angry, or yeah, angry. yeah, 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 certainly. So, so I, that that helps too if you're aware of someone who's helping you, and make sure that that they're enlightened in a sense, so that you make sure you're probably getting the best service possible. And uh, otherwise, how would someone who's not self-aware help someone that's not self-aware? Right? It seems I, like this is where a lot of the, the the junk comes into play. Is someone who maybe knows a few tricks here and there goes to somebody who needs a lot more help than teaching the dog a few tricks and you get more frustration. Yeah, that that's interesting. I I'd like to think I'm very, very self-aware. Um, yeah. you know, we've talked about this, this topic yeah. with regards to ourselves a lot over the years. And, and I know, I know you are, and you're very introspective and you have good intuition and good insight into not only yourself and, and me, but, but other people as well. But I mean, maybe it's like, uh, I always think of Simon Cowell, one of the judges from the, the early years of American Idol yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't sing a note, but he was a hell of a talent scout. And he knew when someone was good at singing and being on stage and was going to be a star and when someone wasn't, but, yeah. but he couldn't do it himself. So if that's the same as self-awareness, you know, maybe you, maybe you can not be very self-aware, but still be good at, at getting other people to, to learn their own self-awareness or, you know, yeah. maybe, that's, maybe that's not a fair analogy, but, but um, you know, but, uh, but either way, I mean, 
you have to have a certain level level of okay, I'm willing to admit my faults, and so right. sometimes they, people fear that. So if you can get over the fear of uh, maybe you don't know everything you thought you knew, and maybe it's okay to be wrong and learn, then you know the self awareness I would think would come naturally at some point. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And one more thing I wanna I wanna add is. Um, I don't. I don't think of it as fault. That something is is a person's fault. That I'm going there to point out wrong things or, or or you know things that you're screwing up or things that you as the client are doing wrong. Um, it's just awareness. It's did you realize that you you know leaned to the left when yeah. when this happened? Uh, there's not anything bad with that. There's not anything good with that. Just just be aware that you moved and motion makes your dog, you know, get excited or, or get concerned or something. So it's more about just the existence of things that are done, things that are said, you know, one's energy rather than we're, we're here to point out all the bad things about you as a person. Yeah, that's that's certainly not uh, not we not we plan to do and not we want to do. Yeah, so. well said for sure. But uh, you want to wrap it up, Brian? I think we're all set. Yeah, this was a, this is a really cool topic, and that was just one of the uh, of the four very interesting clients that I worked with this week. So, um, everyone, thank you very much for joining us. If you uh, if you would please like us and and review us on Facebook and YouTube and iTunes, we really like the, uh, the feedback we get from you. And if you have any questions. Brian at GoodDogWorkshop.com or call me or text me at 703-489-1319. Thank you again, Carlos, for being here. No problem.